Please stand as you are able for today's gospel lesson, which comes from the book of Luke, chapter 10, verses 17 through 24. The seventy returned with joy, saying, Lord, in your name even the demons submit to us. He said to them, I watched Satan fall from heaven like a flash of lightning. See, I have given you authority to tread on snakes and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing will hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice at this, that the spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. At that same hour, Jesus rejoiced in the Holy Spirit and said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and the intelligent and have revealed them to infants. Yes, Father, for such was your gracious will. All things have been handed over to me by my Father, and no one knows who the Son is except the Father, or who the Father is except the Son and anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Then turning to his disciples, Jesus said to them privately, Blessed are the eyes that see what you see, for I tell you that many prophets and kings desired to see what you see, but did not see it, and to hear what you hear, but did not hear it. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Please be seated. Good morning, church. You guys look so good down there. Amen. <laughs> Brothers and sisters, I pray today that we will have a wonderful time in the Lord. But before we go to our text and our sermon, let us go to God in prayer. Gracious God, Lord, thank you so much for allowing us to be here this morning, God. God, thank you so much for allowing us to come into your house and to receive the word from you for us, your people. God, right now we invite your Holy Spirit into this house and into this place and into your people. Lord, allow your Holy Spirit to rise up within me, God. Not my will be done today, Lord, but your will be done. May the words that come out of my mouth, God, be pleasing and acceptable to you. Allow your Holy Spirit to give us eyes to see, ears to hear, a mind to comprehend, and a heart to receive what you're saying to us today. Speak, Lord, speak, Lord, for we, your children, are listening. In the name of Jesus Christ, let the church say amen. 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 Last week, we began our new sermon series, We Q. Brother Davis introduced EQ as emotional intelligence, defining it as having the capacity to express empathy, compassion, and having the ability to be aware of both self 
and the needs of others. We were told that WeQ is when the emotional intelligence becomes communal, meaning that the congregation has the capacity to express love and kindness and gentleness, showing empathy, having compassion, practicing justice and kindness. In our text last week, Jesus has commissioned the 70 to go out in pairs of two, to go ahead of him to every town and every place. He has given them seven instructions, and last week, Brother Davis shared with us those instructions. He said to us, the world needs the mission of the church. Make sure you pray in the mission. He warned us the mission may not be easy. And he invited us to travel light. And every house you enter, speak peace. But be careful how you measure success. And make sure that everyone you meet, that your witness lets them know that the kingdom is near. Woo! We learned all that last week, church. <laughs> In our text today, we will witness the joy in celebrating ministry. But before we enter the text, I would like to share a joy story. May I share? Thank you. So the past several weeks, I have been blessed to interview some of our young confirmands that are seeking confirmation. Church, when I tell you, it truly blessed me. I learned so much from those babies. Here I am, all these degrees on my wall, you know. I'm all suited and booted, and I'm ready to interview these babies. And, you know, because I'm the pastor, and I got to have the answers, and, you know, I got to be ready. And so these babies would come into the office, and these sixth graders, whoo, they were teaching me. Some of them had questions for me that were kind of hard, and I had to do some extra prayers and Holy Spirit, help me to answer this, Holy Spirit. I had to call on the Holy Spirit. It brought so much joy to my heart. It reminded me of that childlike faith that we should have. You know, here are these babies. They're sixth graders, and they have a heart for God. They love God so much, and they are ready and willing to commit their whole lives to God. That's joy, church. Amen. But there was one particular interview that brought me tremendous joy. I told her that I would not say her name, but she said, me and my mama would know who you're talking about. I said, that's good enough. This one young lady, she comes in for her interview. She has this biggest smile on her face. She's bubbly. She's jolly. She's full of joy, and she's gripping that notebook real, real tight. So when she comes in and sits down, I said, sit down. We're just having a conversation. I said, don't worry. This is laid back. She said, Whew. <laughs> And from that moment, we began to talk, and we talked about a lot of stuff. And, I mean, we were laughing, and my staff was like, well, it sure is a lot of giggling in there for y'all to be having an interview. I said, we had a good time. Then she said, Reverend Toy, I was nervous 
before I came in here. She said, I was so nervous that I had to focus. I had to get focused. So what I did is I made you something. She said, I have it with me right now, and I'm going to give it to you. Here you go. And she gave me this cute little piece of folded up paper. And it reads, open in case of sadness, which is impossible. <laughs> you are always so happy and nice. You love God so much, and you let everyone know. You show us that Sunday is not a day to be dragged out of bed, have conscience, to go to church. <laughs> you radiate the happy energy that everyone needs. I love you. <laughs> now that's joy, amen, church? Church, the joy that this young person has in her heart brought so much joy into my life that day. During her anxiety, she thought about making something for someone else. She was trying to make me happy. Our church, I believe this is what God is calling us to do. And in our message today, with the help of the Holy Spirit, I pray that you experience that same joy that I experienced. Today we pick up in our text with the 70 returning to Jesus with a report. Now, most of the time when you go out and you do mission work and you come back, you're exhausted, you know, you're tired, you're wore out. But no, Scripture says that when they came to Jesus, they were full of joy. Oh, I can see it now, y'all. They're full of joy. You know how you can't contain yourself, and they're taking out to running. They're in pairs of two, and they're running, and they can't wait to get in the line and tell Jesus how many demons they sent away and how many people they healed in Jesus' name. Oh, I wish I could have been there, church. Woo! I told the other services, Lord, have mercy, but what if I was in the last two? What if I was in the back of the line? You know, when you're full of joy, you can't contain yourself. You know, you're so full. If somebody pinch you, you're going to burst. If somebody touch you, you're going to tip over. I would be a mess by the time I got up there, y'all, because I couldn't contain myself, and I would be ready. They said, Jesus, guess what? We did what you told us to. We witnessed in your name. And guess what, Jesus? It worked. <laughs> But I love how Jesus responds. He looks, yes, I know. I saw Satan fall from heaven. I'm sure the disciples were like, what? What are you talking about? Jesus, when he said he saw Satan fall from heaven, he's not speaking of Satan's prehistoric fall, nor is he referring to a vision he had during the disciples' ministry, nor is he doing his prediction of Satan's future fall. No, he is merely describing in symbolic terms the impact that the disciples' ministry had. See, Jesus understood we cue. He knew that if the disciples go out in pairs and they go to every town and every land and they go visit every house, spreading and proclaiming the gospel, that he knew, yes, this puts a roadblock in Satan's plan. Now, that's something to rejoice about, church. When the mission of the church 
goes out to the world proclaiming the gospel in Jesus' name, showing love, compassion, empathy, promoting justice, then we Q reaches its highest potential. But then Jesus says, yes, I've given you authority over all forms of evil and destruction, snakes and scorpions, all kinds of evil, but be careful. Don't get caught up in what you're doing because though your work is important, it's not the most important thing. Jesus says the most important thing is that your name is written in the book of heaven. Woo! Church, could you imagine Jesus, the gateway to heaven, the way to the Father, is standing there and he's telling these disciples, that, guess what? I love the work you're doing, yes, but guess what? Your name is written in the book. It reminded me of when we were little kids and my grandmother would say, when we would cut up and be mischievous and stuff, she would say, mm-mm, I don't know if your name made it in the book. <laughs> so you know me, I was that little child, you know that you know, I'm just gonna prove people wrong and stuff, right? So I said, I wonder what book she talking about. I know Granny is a Christian. She loved God. She loved Jesus. She talking about the Bible. So I go to the Bible, and I'm just fanning through. And guess what? In the book of Samuel, toy is in the book. So I ran to the other and my name is in the book. Your name is not in the book. grandmother says, Toy Michelle, I'm not talking about that book. She said, I'm talking about the book. And then she sets us down and paints this vision of this book. She said, it's a big old book and it's in heaven and it floats around and it's got these everlasting pages. She said, it's lots of pages. She said, but baby, the blessing is you got plenty of time to get yourself together because by the time Jesus gets to the letter T, <laughs> maybe you'll have it together. <laughs> Church, this joy that the disciples experienced is contagious. Have you ever been around someone full of joy? You know, it changes your mood because people that are full of joy, you know, they walk different. They got a smile on their face, you know. They just bubbling over. And when you're in their presence, they change the atmosphere. They can change your mood. They can put a smile on your face. And then you're saying, I don't know what just happened, but I feel good. Where scripture tells us that the joy that the disciples felt, it caught a hold to Jesus too. And it stimulates Jesus to go and give praise to God. Here we see the work and the relationship of the Trinity. Scripture says Jesus rejoices in the Holy Spirit and says, I thank you, Father. Jesus is grateful and thanking God because Jesus understands that God is allowing the revealing of the gospel of the kingdom to all. You see, when Jesus sent out 
the 70 in pairs of two. He didn't send them to the big house. He didn't send them to the synagogues. He didn't send them to the temples. No, he sent them to the town people, to the everyday people, every town, every place. Brothers and sisters, he sent them to the people who otherwise may not have heard about the gospel of the kingdom. Ooh, that's something to be excited about, Lord Jesus. Jesus was so grateful to God because he realized that God revealed the kingdom, not to the wise or the elite. Because he said, blessed are the eyes that see what you have seen. For many prophets and kings desire to see the fullness of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Jesus understood the gospel of, king, of the kingdom is for all people. The gospel of kingdom is one size fits all. <laughs> Amen. Jesus is grateful to God because God has handed all things over to him. The Father has given the Son the authority to reveal knowledge of the Father and the Son to others. And he's grateful that his disciples we're blessed to be a part of that. Church, that is something to be excited about, and you ought to say amen and hallelujah. Amen, amen church. I'm just making sure you up. <laughs> church, I believe that God is still calling us to that same thing, that joy, that contagious joy. Joy makes a difference in people's lives. We were blessed to bless the Green family. I don't know if you remember the Green family, but that's our Habitat for Humanity family for this year. I remember when I first met Aubrey and Elise, Elise, I remember taking them to lunch. And when we were at lunch, I'm looking around, they get out of the car, and here's these two beautiful young people getting out of the car with these beautiful smiles, so full of joy, so full of grace, so humble. And we sit down and we share a meal together. And then Aubrey begins to share with me. She says, Reverend Toy, she said, I've been praying a long time that God would bless me and my daughter with a home. She said, I have been praying for a long time. She said, because ever since my daughter was born, we have been living with my mother. My prayer is that my daughter will have her own room where she can decorate her room and invite friends over for sleepovers and for parties. So here we are sitting there. We got tears in our eyes. We're crying over our lunch because we were just so wrapped up in the conversation. But Brentwood United Methodist Church, we reached out to you. We asked you to bless this family. We asked you to help us to finance this home. We asked the church for $35,000 and Brentwood United Methodist Church. Woo! You did it. Amen. Hallelujah. Church. That's a reason to celebrate. You can pat yourself on the back. It's all right. Oh, I wish y'all could celebrate. Y'all, so let me tell you, I was going to play this song in worship. You know, celebrate good times. Come on, right? 
And then I said, no, nah, because I might get out there and get to dance and forget where I'm at. I'm in the Lord's house. We don't need all that. So I was like, no, nah, I better not do that. But church, that's what I thought about. It is okay to celebrate. Brentwood United Methodist Church, you are a part of God's mission for the world. Now, I only mention Habitat because that's the season missional discipleship is in right now. But there are so many ministries that, Brentwood, you have been a blessing through your gifts, your talents, your prayers, your service, and your presence. You have been a blessing to so many people. You have a wonderful footprint. Woo-hoo! Amen. Y'all, I'm full. I don't know about y'all, but I'm excited. Church, Brentwood, you should have joy in your heart for all God is doing in the world through your ministry. It's okay to celebrate. Okay, y'all didn't get it. So, 945 when I said it's okay to celebrate. They clapped, didn't they, Laura? It's okay to celebrate. Brothers and sisters, in closing, know that joy is contagious, and Jesus is our joy. And it's okay for us to celebrate ministry as we become WeQ. That's me, and that's you. Amen. In the name of God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, let the church say amen. Amen. Amen.